So, did I tell you the problem about the barber having so many potholes in his parking lot? Hey there everyone, it's uh, Dave Barnett from davidcbarnett.com, the blog site, YouTube channel, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, podcast where I talk about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses. Today I want to tell you about my trip to the barber. Uh, next week, Natalie and I are going away on a trip. We're going to meet a bunch of her business contacts, colleagues, etc., which meant that I had to go get a haircut so that I looked more professional and presentable. Nice, right? Anyway, so I was sitting in the barber chair, and uh, the barber's parking lot is full of potholes, which is pretty normal for springtime here where I live, you know, with the freezing and thawing and the water and everything and people driving through puddles. It, the asphalt sometimes breaks down. We get potholes everywhere. So this time of year when you're driving on the road, you often come across a crew of people that are filling potholes on the street. And, of course, private parking lots have the same problem. So, so the barber assured me that he's complained to his landlord a bunch of times and that it's going to be fixed. And then I started talking with him a little bit about it. You know, who owns the building? And what he explained to me is that, uh, you know, it's a, it's a very short strip mall, about three units. And at the end unit, there's an optical store where they sell eyeglasses and things. And it's a chain. And the optical store opened multiple locations around the region. Uh, I don't know exactly how many, but probably a, a dozen or more. And um, what the guy eventually did is he eventually acquired all the properties that his optical businesses were located in. And then he sold his business as a big chain operation, uh, the optical business, but he kept the real estate. And so now he's a landlord for his former business, but also for guys like my barber, right? Because he's got a lot of these properties are multi-tenanted properties. And you can probably think, wow, that's a really smart guy. Uh, because what he did is he used his business to leverage investments in real estate, and then he sold the business, but now he continues to be you know, in a much more passive capacity earning income from these buildings. Now, here's the issue is that when I was a business broker, I actually had to fight to convince people to do this very kind of move. Uh, for some reason, a lot of business owners who have a business that owns its property um, didn't want to separate the two. And in fact, when I was a business broker, some of the longest market times of all the businesses I sold were the businesses that included real estate. And it makes a lot of sense because when we're trying to sell something like a business, um, we wanna make sure we have the most number of buyers possible that are gonna be able to buy the business. And what that means is we have to try to figure out how we can make the business affordable. And so if you have a business which requires some kind of down payment, and then you marry that together with a real estate investment, which also requires a down payment, what happens is you, you actually push some people out of the market who might be interested in the business because they don't have the resources to also buy the property. And you know I was able to convince quite a few business owners that they should separate the two because ideally what happens is a new owner comes in, they buy the business, they operate it successfully, and then after a couple of years, they're able to demonstrate to a banker that they can afford to pay the mortgage and, and then they buy the building. Um, so it creates an opportunity, but why do some business owners not want to do that? Well, I'll give you one particular instance. There was this guy who owned a restaurant and he also owned the building and really it was about risk. He knew that his property would likely only ever be a restaurant and he was worried that if the buyer failed, he would end up with an empty building and no successful business in it. 
And, you know, what's interesting about that, that attitude is that it really highlights this sort of special specialist, uh, perfectionist kind of attitude that we run across in a lot of business owners where they feel that they're the only ones who can do things in a certain way, which, you know, is clearly is not true because, you know, there are lots of chains out there, you know, Starbucks, KFC, um, a lot of these types of places are operated as chain stores with managers in place, not necessarily with franchisees and they, and they're quite successful. Anyway, um, if, if you own a business and you're going to be selling it one day, if you have the real estate, then it's important to actually think about a strategy that you're going to employ to exit the business to make it so that you can have the widest possible field of potential buyers to reduce the time it takes to find one, essentially. Um, you need to start thinking about what kind of problems the buyer is going to have when buying the business, and that usually almost always comes down to how are they going to get the money, right? So if you prepare yourself and you get ready and you make a plan that involves allowing someone with the least amount of money to be actually able to buy your business, then it means you're going to sell more quickly and probably find more buyers immediately, which increases the opportunity for a competitive kind of scenario. But it requires some forethought to sort out things like the question of whether or not you can separate the business from the real estate and whether that makes sense. Anyway, if you want to learn more about how to sell your business, just head on over to howtosellmyownbusiness.com where you can access all kinds of free resources of mine and most importantly get access to um, a half-day training session that I do um, that you can access from howtosellmyownbusiness.com. And with that, I'll say see you later and uh, I hope you like the new haircut. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye.